One of my parents, anyway, right? Yeah. Is that all right, Jim? Oh, let's do it. All yeah. right. Well, I got my mum's picture here in the back. It's <laughs> oh, fantastic. Between the two kids, and um, yeah, so the uh, I sort of thought a little bit about how how to go about it but the um i think i got the phone call while we were playing diablo 3 myself fred and claude and i tried to answer but my zoom is also on my phone so it's somehow the call i didn't pick up the call and then but i knew something uh had happened because it was from the um it was from the long-term care place and um, and I tried to call back, and of course it's like uh, push so and so for extension, and I have no idea who called. So anyway, then a few minutes later, my brother called, and uh, and uh, and and that was it. And uh, I went down, said bye to Fred and Claude, and we just got into a new area where there was just tons of tons of money there, and I just just exited. So I didn't didn't bother to do that a little bit, but um, the and then the next immediate thing which happened was uh, I got a I got a pain or a sore spot in my throat. So um, I don't know if it's that's the way I'm built to to not to not cry or that's my personality no we will we're strong we're not gonna do that and, and so on and then um you know and then as as things go on people phone my uncles and everybody phones and they said i heard it's a really bad thing and i i i, I don't say anything i just yeah, 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 and, and try and change and do, you know, it's inevitable what you're going to do. But the, the the one thing that gets me is people phone and, and everybody commiserates and condolences and they say, what a bad thing, what a bad thing. I, I, I just can't say it's a bad thing because um, there's... Uh, you know, it, it's inevitable. It's like saying it's a bad thing that it rained, you know, maybe the effect of rain. I mean, I, could, I can agree it's sad because then, uh, you know, I know I won't ever see my mother in, in this world, this dimension, again, moving around. And uh, so it's the... the um, the compartmentalization of good and bad and this and this. So, um, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a sad thing. It's a loss, but I, I don't, I don't like the descriptive. It's a bad thing because it's, it's inevitable. It's just a, a part of the law of the, the game or the the world that we live in that 
here you are, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd just like to say that looking after your parents is something that I did, but I watched Jaswan do this for years. Uh, when I first met him, his parents were living in his home with him, and they kind of looked after the kids. Kids were pretty young then still. And it looked like a really cool uh, arrangement for everybody. And so when my mom got very sick and wanted to, had to be put in a nursing home, I thought, well, let's take her in. So we took my parents in and I had the time of my life and uh, teased them from morning till night. And uh, they loved it. And when my mom finally had to go in the hospital for, I think a couple of weeks before she died, and then I went in and stayed a couple nights with her. And when she died, I was able to, uh, Mary had come in and, and we were able to read, I was able to read to her as she, as she, as she left. Pretty cool. I mean, pretty cool, you know, and just the intent of trying to help your mom, you know, just the intent of it is pretty cool. And so I read to her and, uh, left the hospital elated, got home. My father was so thankful that my mom had gone because she was worn out. So there was very little angst if, other than what other people brought or attempted to bring, but I couldn't, I couldn't let it go down because it was just, it was just one of the best things that ever happened to me. So, so loss is not, I mean, is not for me the right word either because my mom's real she's real nailed in here um i i can't lose her <laughs> she's you know i can't it's just like I, I got her i got her inside here and uh the tonality of my mom is there and so i'm thankful for that yeah that that's interesting the uh because uh, my mom, as you know, suffered from dementia for quite a number of years. And uh, and uh, it was only the last three months we moved her into a long-term care home. But for two, three years, whenever we'd go to the hospital, the doctors would say, how, how the hell are you managing at home? Because it does become a handful. And then, you know, my, my mom herself, in, in between times, she'd... Uh, She'd like almost come up to the top and, and she'd say, do you have a pill? Can you, can you shoot me or something? So, you know, it, it is the, uh, the body just, just breaking down. And uh, it was interesting, my father, when he was talking with, with his brother, my, my uncle, he was, uh, he, he said, I'm fine, but my body's done. <laughs> And uh, so, uh, you know, it was, it was good to see that uh, recognition that he's uh, separate from, uh, from his uh, broken down body. And uh, so now it's just my dad at home, but, you know, I, I, I can't help but have all these projections. Jeez, I wonder how he's going to go. Maybe I'm going to wake up in the morning and he's going to be lying on the floor or maybe this or maybe 
that or you know so it's sort of um, it's sort of ongoing it's a, a sort of ongoing uh, maintenance and and but in in reality I mean I might bite the dust bite bite the test before who knows right okay. any of us can go at any time we just don't we just don't see that death right in front of us, but it's um, it's uh, it's actually very refreshing to have that your your own death right right in front of you, or to your right or to your left. I can never remember. They say that uh, death's over your if you look over your right shoulder or the left shoulder. I can't remember, but anyway, it's very. And it, it, it really just brings you to a, a moment of a presence, you know, because it's such a such a shock just just right there. I I don't find it I find it terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the other night the other night uh ten days ago, two weeks ago, I don't know why. I had a, a thought as I was getting ready to go to bed and it continued as I got into my bed and it was very uh, clear, very clear, not a debate. It was like, what if they're all wrong? <laughs> Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, Mr. Gold. Are they all, what if they're all wrong? And it's like, cause I still don't, I don't remember anything before I was alive. I'm sorry. I don't remember anything. This past life stuff. And uh, it's, it's nice. It's very comforting, but I have never remembered living before I didn't exist. And so the thought went from that to like, what if I don't exist after I'm, I'm dead, like I'm done. It's like, I'm gone. Right. It's like, I, I just, you know, the lights turned out and you know, the light that happened to be named Fred, is extinguished and that's it and i don't remember it and it was it was terrifying just terrifying and even though i said with such confidence in my 20s like i said to my father once you know dad i know we're christian and all but um i'm okay if i don't go to heaven or hell when i die it's all right i don't expect to do any of that sort of stuff right so at that point, it was like a sense of rebellious pride that I would tell my dad that I don't believe in Jesus, God, or any heaven and hell stuff, right? And it was like a peacock moment. But now later, I'm like, nah, actually, that was quite terrifying to have that thought so clear in my head. Well, we don't really know how, how to experience nothing or the an end. They're both really hard to place uh, because it never happens to us. Nothing never happens to us and uh, an end never happens to us. So, you know, how to integrate the obvious change is still to me the, the idea of, of being afraid but not panicking is still just the best deal in the world, right? I mean, because being afraid, you got to be afraid. I mean, you just got to, you, you, you can't stop turning the tap off. 
But if you can dig the um, accelerated, <laughs> accelerated consciousness you have when you're afraid, the fact that you're a little more perky, a little more aware, and as long as you don't bring uh, grumpy into it, you can enjoy. You, you can enjoy it. You can enjoy the painful things, and uh, and you, you kind of have to, in a way. I mean, that's the deal. Either you can enjoy it, or you're not going to enjoy it. But it's and and I've pretty much now after my parents watching them go, being able to read for them. Uh, I go like, hey, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was that was good from this side, and I know it couldn't have been real bad from the other side because everybody's got to do it, and they got out smooth. They got out smooth, and um, so that's you know, I mean, the fear. Mary's had a great fear, and doing the readings from EJ have has helped her a lot, and uh, it hasn't removed the quality of the, the gesture we're about to make uh, but it, it you know at least you can handle it like i think that's the thing if you can handle it like doing readings or any kind of handling it normalizes it makes it okay i can i can handle it i can try and do this uh, anything you know to to access a possible leaving and uh, I'm curious, yeah. uh, uh, listening to your stories about your, your mother, Jim, and, and Jaswan's stories about his father, I'm trying to triangulate data, right? Other people's experience, right? So when my, and I'm curious because when my grandfather left at 100, 101, he, not too many weeks or days before he left, he said he had a dream and he was in heaven with that he had been accepted into heaven so he was completely okay with leaving because he had had this dream that you know and he was not uh, not a guy to talk like this this is a guy a few words you know true true old timer and not a not somebody who who speaks of these things and then so there's that point of view you know like ah so he had a dream and that gave him the peace to take this next step and my grandmother who died in february of this past year um i would speak to her on the phone here from spain once a week more or less and she would just tell me she was bored life is boring and so she was ready to go because she found living to be so utterly boring because uh, all she did was sleep and eat basically right and so there was that and then so she was so bored, she was ready to go. And my grandfather was, had the belief that he had been accepted into heaven and the good Lord, his savior had welcomed him. And then listening to your, your stories, mm -hmm. I, I just um, trying to, you know, puzzle out a, a map with other people's stories. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, the, the terrifying aspect is, is very real, and I think that's for everybody. And um, once upon a time when I was younger, it used to be that uh, you were brave if you didn't have fear. But now I think you're brave if you do have fear, as long as you don't uh, 
have it have it make you do something that you you might regret so you know just just letting just trying to sit with with the fear and most people don't want to because fear is you know we just want to repel it put it away and, and so so if um somebody has has the belief that they've been accepted into heaven and it gives them strength to just just take take on whatever whatever's coming up then then yeah so it's, it's served a very useful purpose maybe <laughs> yeah well what you know extreme boredom what point is boredom worse than terrifying you know what 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 depth of boredom is like equal equal weight to being terrified and so like the boredom ends up winning that's quite a lot of boredom yeah well if you if you if you if you use that boredom to to switch it around it it is like the great adventure you don't know it's like you're just at the top of the roller coaster or you're just at the top of the swimming board and and there's no turning back you just gotta you know you just gotta you just gotta jump and and see where it takes you and um yeah it was very interesting uh you know saying no more fred or no more jazzy or no more jimmy you know it's all um, you know so then what happens you know you have all the cliches that we're just a drop of water or a wave on the ocean and then we go back into the ocean and and which story um, do you believe <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, my grandfather believed his story and you know mm -hmm. it worked for i mean we don't know really what happened but no we don't my, my dad i don't think had such an easy time of it because he got a bit caught he got caught by surprise and um so he had beaten cancer i mean it definitely changed his life i mean he didn't live the same way he did after the cancer but he was living more or less at like 80 percent and active and and then he got merce i think that's how you say it. he got it at a nursing home visiting a friend of his and he got uh, uh, by uh, by uh, a virus or a bacteria called MERS. Okay. And it just ravaged him. He thought he had pneumonia. And then, so I was in Spain actually with Elena, right? Mm -hmm. And my dad wrote me in his, you know, sort of broken, you know, 1950s dad style writings. And he basically said, hey, I'm going to the hospital because I think I have pneumonia. And by the time we came home, mm -hmm. and by the time I made it to Cleveland, to visit him, he was already on a ventilator and just completely gone, right? And to look at him, watch him in that hospital room, when he would kind of wake up, you could see, I mean, maybe I'm putting words and projecting onto him, but I could, I thought I could see him kind of realize what was going on, right? And he just couldn't speak, right? And he would just turn and kind of, you know, like I interpret all of the movements. Sorry, you can't see me in the movements. He was gesticulating and shaking his head a lot. 
like shaking it off, like after you get smashed in the head and you're dazed, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, it, I, I imagined or projected upon him that he was saying, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And then we had to have a meeting because we had to pull the plug on him because it was, you know, it was just over. So that was an interesting moment too, to, to meet with family members in the room with the doctors and, you know, decide that it, dad is done, you know, turn the oven off. I think one of the things that I was lucky about is both my uh, grandpa and my dad were atheist communist kind of guys. And they basically said, you live, you die. You live, you die. There was no tonality. There was no stories. There was no angst. There was no yay, yay, or anything, or join this so you don't die, you know. So I had a clean run with it. Uh, and you could see everything dies. I mean, it's the deal. It's choreographed in. It's set in. It's none of our business to acclaim anything other than that. It's, it is. It, it's as much as ising as me talking or seeing and complaining about being able to see you know, the, the functions that are all here. We're just dropped into these. So I have an easier, and then EJ's, you know, doing the, being able to read for people without your material leaking in is real nice. It's kind of clinical in a sense in that way. It's not your material. So I've been fortunate to have other people's material that, didn't get in the way of my death. I'm not like, I'm not, I don't want to not die. <laughs> if that works, you know, I, I, it's not something that's part of my thing. It's, I, I know it's kind of looking down the road and, you know, it might be fun. Who knows, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and so I haven't bought anybody's story on it. And, and that's the thing about EJ. He doesn't, the story is can be a little startling uh, in in some of the readings in terms of the the good, the bad, and the ugly that you face. But the fact that it's ours, we're facing ourselves, and, and that makes sense. You know, I do that a lot and uh, <laughs> see the fallibilities. But um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's kind of what brought us here to this was that. You know, uh, the ABD in a sense is the real strong part of, of, of what we were given. And then we go and do it on our own, whatever we want to do with it. And it's a nice little, and then we live and watch each other going through changes that actually adds to it, right? Like, that's why I appreciate you guys as I watch your changes and the effects you've had, things have had on you here and learn from from you guys and i want to thank you for that helping me die you guys i'm speechless jim there are no bless words you. blessing you yeah. yeah just just reflecting back and um uh, the uh, 
my my mother passing, but also in June of this year, late June, one of my wife's nephews passed, and he was like only thirty years old, and that was like so much uh, sadder in in a in a in a way because it's somebody sort of in the prime, you know, in in midlife, so they haven't fully gotten to the to the maturity but that was um, much more um, you know upsetting emotionally people his mum was uh, distraught as you can imagine it was very and it was just just sudden but um, you know you just have to accept it. There's, there's no, uh, there's no other, um, you know. There's no other, other options. You know. I can yeah. accept other people dying. I'm working on <laughs> accepting myself dying. <laughs> well, sometimes I think, well, I'm not going to die. What are you talking about? I'm here. I'm fine. You know. I'm never going to die. <laughs> I know. I know the feeling. Other people, yeah. And I think uh, it's little by little because my, my teeth are falling out of my mouth. And I think it's like a, a, it's like a, it's like gradually a making, tapping Fred on the head and saying, you know, <laughs> this too yeah. shall happen to you. Yeah. 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 Gotta hurry up and do whatever we we are here to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of I feel that wind on my back a lot. It doesn't mm. allow me to rest too much. Yeah. Although resting is beautiful, I'm not trying to down resting. I'm not doing the Protestant work ethic thing. But like, mm-hmm. you know, there are, you know, the the limit is is more is less abstract. Yes, uh, you don't know. Well, this is what's cool about taking these uh, drawing and um, painting classes from Jaswan is that my eyesight is going right, and it's I, from diabetes, and I can read still. I can, you know, I can do stuff. It's not why, 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 but it's like get get it done, man. Get on it. Don't do not. Um, uh, you know, you got to do stuff while you can and it's it, it's a not kind of a nice thing because i got some pretty good stuff to do and uh and it takes out uh, the boring quality of it <laughs> it's nothing boring about. i just finished reading the book and it was a struggle because only one of my eyes is any good well watching the, my ability to be in and out of it and you know sometimes i couldn't read it and it's like whoa you know you know you're in and out you know of of uh perceptions and uh the perceptions become the the blessing because uh they're they're there they're without our putting them there we didn't put i didn't put my eyesight there i didn't put reading there and but it's it's just there and i can enjoy them I can work them, do them. And that's why, I, you know, you guys are doers. You guys like to do stuff. You know, you're interested, curious. That's why I kind of like you guys. I kind of like you because you plug Jazzy's uh, Zoom 
class. So yes, those of you that are listening, Jazzwan, Jazzy offers free, free through Zoom, drawing and painting classes. Uh, send us an email. And we'll hook you up with a Zoom address. Is that okay, Jaswan? Yeah. Are, you, are your classes full? No, they're not full, but it's free at the moment. Ah, free at the moment. <laughs> so act now. <laughs> yeah, until I get everything. Uh, well, yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see. And we like you scared to draw, and we like <laughs> you. Um, uh, well, that's enough. That's enough. Jaswan will show you the way the um i was uh, i was gonna say something and I, I just can't quite remember oh that's it so um regardless of what happens af after we're 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 dead and gone there is one thing that we that we do have and um, so it was interesting. I was uh, I was in the ninth chamber today, and, and you're, you're reading away, and then it suddenly comes up that everything is 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 your own thought forms. Then I remembered later on it goes into you are your perceptions. There is no difference between your perceptions and yourself. So to me, at the moment even though I love to sit and veg out too, at, at the moment we were, we do have a body. We have a body and, and we can move around or do stuff, which um, when we're dead, who knows if we can do it or not. I mean, who knows if we get another body, you know, go from an old junker Junker truck to, to like a Ferrari. Yes, a new a new body. Yes. How does this thing work? I'm watching like a one and three year old, right? <laughs> and you see like the one year old is like kind of like it's a like how does this thing even work, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. You see yeah. them like you know. I I don't know how to explain it other than it feels like somebody who's got a, a very very. A Ferrari, but doesn't know where the key goes, right? <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that feeling.